Today, we are going to learn a lot about how to ride the waves of radio in today's world. What happens when you have a day job and you got another job and another job and another job? And well, I think you get the point. There's always a lot of conversation also about how radio has changed. But do you ever notice that those conversations aren't really tilted toward the audience? Maybe we'll talk about that. How has the audience changed? That would be interesting, right? So listen, somebody who has all these jobs is doing all of these responsibilities is kind of an ideal person for us to talk to on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. There's not a single person who couldn't learn something from today's expert on this program. Are you ready? To enjoy any of our episodes, you only need to be interested in other people, of course, and want to grab some thoughts and wisdom about how others are being successful in radio right now. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. What you are about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, and hearing the stories of an amazing radio pro and also uncovering the path forward in radio right now. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. We provide affordable help for local broadcasters looking to make more money. We are branding specialists who help our clients fully develop the right position or positions for their local radio brands in their market. Coach local morning shows and other talents, design and execute station architecture, provide weekly music updates, and even produce daily music logs if you need that. We provide excellent voice trackers, sales and promotional ideas that move the revenue needle, and a lot more. We're confidential and market exclusive for radio. Maybe you have a problem that gets in the way of that next level of revenue or next level of ratings. Reach out any time. And that's F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. We're only just about a minute away from talking with Danny Wright, and he is the KVRV and KHTH program director and also uh, the River Morning Show host, Santa Rosa, California. You, by the way, you can see our entire guest calendar all the way into January 2023, or maybe the first couple in February already. I don't, I don't know exactly how many we've scheduled, but you can see that anytime in our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. We do not lock away anything on our site the way some other consultants do. That's because we believe in this theory of abundance. Ask me about it sometimes. I'll be glad to share. So go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime. See what you can get for free from our team. Danny, welcome to the Encouragers and the Radio Rally. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. You know, I get excited. We get to talk to somebody in California and California is generally perceived as totally different from the rest of the country. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We're going to find out. Let's talk first experiences. How did you first experience work in radio? Wow. Well, let me see if I can think back that far now. Um, mm. <laughs> work in radio. I uh, decided in high school. Well, I I think I might have. 
I, I, I have like a history of, well, I think a lot of radio people have a history of when they were kids and like recording themselves and things like that and oh, yeah. you know, doing little radio shows. And I did do that when I was a kid. And then for some reason, I kind of forgot that I did all that. And I just remember being in high school and really being suddenly very um, interested in being on the radio. And my senior year of high school, I wrote letters to like every San Francisco radio station was where I grew up. And I actually got some letters back. And I don't know if the wording in my letter sounded like I was going to quit high school, which I wasn't planning on doing. Oh my! But, but every reply was, oh, you have to stay in school. You better stay in school, but also get an internship, blah, 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 blah and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, so I just kind of stayed the course with that. And I got to go into um, what used to be K101 in San Francisco in the Don Blue show. Nice. And I got to watch the morning show you know, in action, they just invited us in these high school kids that were interested in radio. And that was, that was it. That was it. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing if somebody invites you in? Oh, because you know, some morning shows, they're like, "Eh, I don't want anybody to even see me. I section off the show. I don't want people looking in the curtain, nothing. And some people are so giving some talent, right? It was not only was it amazing in the moment, but a couple of years later when I did get an internship and ended up being at that station. And by the end of my run there, I actually worked on the Don Blue morning show with him uh, running his board. So it was a very, you know, it's very cool to like that be the first studio I ever like really walked into and then it being a studio that I actually worked in. It's pretty cool. I think experiences like that change you. Of course, there was an alarming thing that you shared a minute ago, and I just want to ask about it. Uh, Just your opinion. You described that you had this experience as a child and that you, you know, got and performed and like you were on the radio kind of thing. And then you forgot about it. Is that a sleeper cell for radio? Yeah. You know, I think (laughs) it's it's one of those things, I think, where, you, uh, you know, I have a teenager now, and I think you get to a point when you're growing up that you forget about the kid stuff you did and you're yes. just more focused on, you know, uh, what's right in front of you and your, your little world that you've created. And I think that, you know, that has a lot to do with, with that. Um, I, and it's funny cause I wish I, I wish I had those tapes. I'm they, my mom might have them in a garage somewhere, but, um, because how, how how funny would it be to listen back and like hear myself interviewing my dad when I was like six, <laughs> you know? Of course, right? Uh, I think they call that precious. By the way, I, I do want to say this before we travel any further in this conversation. One of the things I admire so much about you, in spite of the fact that we're going to talk about that I admire you for your work ethic, I admire the quality of your work, which I know about, as you know, uh, but... It's, it's how you, what's the right word here? It's how you center your life around your family. I, I consider myself very lucky that I, you know, I know a lot of radio people have had to move around a lot and had a hard time, have had hard times, um, uh, building that, you know, that foundation and, and then have, you know, getting married and having kids and all those things. And I got really lucky. I I met my wife in radio and, um, and we just, you know, made a decision that, you know, we're going to try to be us first and radio kind of came second. And we just got very fortunate. I got very fortunate with that and just the jobs that I've had. I've always been in the area since then, uh, mostly, 
Um, there was a little stint in El Paso, Texas, <laughs> but, yes. uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I, 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 I'm, I find, I just, there's no other word to say. I'm just super fortunate um, and lucky. Well, listen, let, let's go in the way back machine a little bit. I want to talk about your experience at the city college of San Francisco, because you are kind of in that basin and you've been there that you're, that's your area of operation, if you will. Uh, tell us about that experience for you. Yeah. You know, going to city college, I, I, of San Francisco, I went in with these want to be on the radio. And I took, you know, the first semester I took all of these, you know, the normal classes, the GA classes. And uh, I think I had one uh, performance class, like audio performance class and one, um, uh, we weren't allowed to be at the radio. We weren't allowed to be at the the college radio station your first semester. So you had to do these other classes, like it was audio production or something like that. But by the second semester I was there, I just blew off everything and just did radio classes and went into the college radio station, knowing that I wasn't allowed to take that class yet. And I just told them, you know, Hey, I am going to hang out here and let me do stuff. <laughs> and, and I and boys and girls, this yeah. is known as the sleeper cell for radio. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So listen, back in the early days, did you want to do mornings? Did you want to program? What was going on in your mind? You know, I was really growing up in San Francisco. I was a big fan of uh, the KML Morning Zoo, which when I was growing up was, um, well, it was John London for a little while, but Bill Lee, who's, you know, a Radio Hall of Famer from yeah. New York right now. Uh, oh, yeah, Lee, we've, we've had him on the show. Oh, uh, yeah. So Bill and Ronell, they were like the one of the biggest morning shows in San Francisco at the time. And then their competition ended up being Man Cow on what we used to be Wild 107. Oh, and my. I, you know, his stuff was just, especially the early stuff was just super creative and really out there. So my whole idea was, man, how cool would it be to have fun on a morning show, on a radio show and get to do that kind of stuff for a living? And so, yeah, being on the air uh, was the the goal, uh, you know, and as you get into it, you kind of realize whether mornings is something you want to do or not. Um, Cause it's not for everybody, you know, that it is kind of, it can be very tedious and grueling. Um, but as you know, once you do it and if it's your thing, then, you know, I think everybody would tell you that that's what they want to do and there's no going back. Well, I think that, you know, it if you experience it and you really love it, it's a high passion, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. So we've talked about how this is your area of operation, this part of California, and that you did have that one stint. In Texas, we'll call it Texas. It's really El Paso, which is a different category, <laughs> as you know, because you've yep. been there. But here's the thing that we haven't talked about. You worked for the old Clear Channel. You worked for Bonneville International. You worked for the old Intercom, you, uh, Wine Country Radio. And even today, you do a lot. It's, it's, it's hard to keep you on the page, actually, because you are doing a number of things. Is there a big difference working for the different companies that you've worked for, what have you noticed the most over time? You know, not only is it different per company, but it's different over the times, right? You know, the, mm -hmm. when I worked for Clear Channel, actually, when I first worked for Clear Channel, it was still Evergreen Media. Um, oh. and, and then it was AM, AM FM, and then it was Clear Channel, like all in the two-year period that, <laughs> that I worked there. Yes. Um, 
So, it, you know, and, and back then I, I was a board op, I did production. I, you know, I wasn't on the air yet. Um, so, you know, very low on the totem pole, didn't really get to see a lot of the uh, inner workings in terms of decision-making and things like that. Um, but I would say that my personal experience, I really, and there, you know, there are some good things and not so great, great things about working for a smaller company, a, a local company, but I definitely prefer it, especially in this day and age where, you know, the end, you know, everybody wants to make money, but that's the thing about local smaller companies is that, you know, typically they live in the area. So they know uh, what, not only what it takes to be successful, but to be interesting and to be relevant in a world where we are competing with so many different types of streaming services. And uh, there's just so many different distractions that when you are trying to be local and trying to be interesting, I mean, everyone says be local, but you know, are we, are we also trying to be interesting? <laughs> you know, just being That's local absolutely isn't necessarily right. interesting. You know, that's right. And by the yeah. way, being interesting doesn't mean being slick necessarily. It means being interesting. And sometimes right. local is the most interesting thing you can be. Right. Sure. Yeah. And 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 vice versa. I mean, you know, sometimes uh, something that's low. I mean, just saying local things yeah. isn't necessarily interesting, but right. the way you say it is interesting and how you deliver it could be interesting. And the the way you phrase it and the way you put it into play is what makes it interesting. And I, you know, I think that's one of the things we've sort of lost in the industry, if, if I'm well, being honest. Well, and I think also that in a lot of places we've lost uh, another part of being live and local is being actually involved in things with real people. Yes. And that's kind of, that's a missing element that should be explored a lot more often. I agree. Okay. So look, as I've said, you do a lot. You do a fair amount of voice tracking. Did that come about organically for you? Did at some point, did you just go, Hey man, I can voice track anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. It, it's sort of been one of those things where you, um, are there, there have been times in my career where I've not felt great about where I was. And I thought, well, hell, if I, what if I just did voice tracking, you know, from my home studio that I'm in right now and, and did that and, you know, uh, made it, made a living doing that and being a part of different radio stations, you know, around the country. And, um, and there is something to be said about the draw of like, we just were talking about, you know, being a part of a community, which is, hard to do when you're tracking um so yeah it came about organically and it's still fun to do and i, I like doing the ones that i do and, and that i'm a part of and um you, know, you try to make it your own and the best you can um but it, and, you know it's a great it's a great way to help out you know stations that are looking for for talent that maybe can't get a bunch of live people in the studio well, and here's something else, too, that I know that that you're really good at this. OK, if if you have a local programmer who is willing to engage you, uh, that's one kind of voice tracking. If you are hired to do a certain thing that is more generic, that's a different kind of thing. Voice tracking. I I am never generally against voice tracking. I'm against Bad voice tracking. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. what is the key to you just kind of 
ask questions of the program director or the person who hires you about what kind of show that they would like, and you just kind of make it from there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think with anything, you need to manage expectations and know what's expected of you. Right. And, yes. um, you know, it, sometimes you'll do a voice tracking job and they will just, they'll hear your demo or whatever your air check and they'll be like, well, yeah, do that. And it's like, well, okay, but that, that was, that was a certain situation. What, right. what exactly do you want? What exactly do you not want? You know, and, and it's a lot easier to do those things when there's communication, you know, that's a, it's a big thing in the radio industry. It's a key where, part of the business, isn't it, Danny? That none of us are all that great at, to be honest. But um, right. yes, so so yeah, so you know, you need to you need to be able to communicate with that programmer um, that's you know, running that station. Yeah, you ask questions, and you know, I will usually go online and look up as bunch of stuff as you know best I can, and make sure I'm pronouncing cities and towns right and streets right. Um, right. You know all that all that kind of stuff. All right. So listen, now we're going to talk about something that I know that you have some passion for. Tell me about your morning show on 97.7 The River today. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's a lot of fun. I it's funny. I my whole career, I was mostly on top 40 and in, in hot AC stations. Um, mm. And in my the cluster I work for now, um, which I have been working for them. Well, it's been two different owners, um, but that group of stations for 16 years, which I feel very fortunate to say. Um, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I was doing, I was programming the hot AC and I was um, on the air on the hot AC and they decided to make some changes. And my OM said, Hey, you know, you know, we, we value you. We don't want to lose you, but we're going to be making some changes. And what do you think about doing mornings on the classic rock? And He's like, I think you'd be great at it. <laughs> and I, I gotta be honest, I was, first of all, I hadn't done mornings in a while. So the idea of positioning my life, my kids, you know, were younger, um, you know, you think about the oh, school in the morning and my wife's gonna have to deal with that and all these things, you know, just life stuff. And then on top of that, um, the fact that I had never done any kind of rock before, I, I was, I was kind of like, oh boy, I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I talked it over at home and gave it some thought and said yes. And it's one of the best jobs I've ever had in terms of being on the air. It's so much fun. Classic rock, rock listeners are so cool. You get to be, you know, I wouldn't say my show is edgy at all, really. We're probably right. pretty, pretty family friendly for a rock station. Yeah. Uh, but, but every once in a while you do get to have, I, I'm sarcastic by nature. And that gets to come out on a classic rock better than it does on a top 40. And, oh yeah, and that, that is helpful. And I found that to be really interesting and I don't have to care about or act like I care about the Kardashians or anything like that. Um, <laughs> I just get to, because you know, your listeners don't <laughs> exactly, exactly. I get to talk about sports sometimes, which is super fun because I do like sports. And, um, so it's been great. It, it's, it is my favorite thing is going to an event. I don't know that I've ever worked for a station where I could literally be at a junkyard and people will come hang out to, and see me just because they love the station and, and love like my show. And, you know, it's, it's been really humbling and really exciting. You know, we spend a lot of time with clients talking about what brand means. And for us, we've dialed it up to one word. Okay. And that one word is trust. And yeah. it sounds like y'all have done that very, very well on the river. 
Yes, the the river was. I was that was the other thing. I felt a big sense of responsibility because the station uh, has some heritage and you know is um, you know now the only rock station in the area, really. And so, yeah, it, there is a trust factor there, and they had the river had Bob and Tom on for a good amount of years, and then kind of went through a couple different local morning shows before I took over. Um, and so the fact that I've been able to, it's been six years now. So the fact that I've been able to stay put and, and be a part of the, their lives. And like you said, they, you know, they trust it. And that's, that's all that you can ask for. Why do you think you stuck in those other shows? Didn't after Bob and Tom, you know, I, I think some of it might've been some in each, you know, internal radio stuff, um, you know, mm. business stuff. Uh, that never think, happens in our business. Yeah, what? Um, <laughs> I think that was part of it. I think part of it too was it takes a while for you know you know this a morning show to to gel and, and and to you know make an impact. And um, I think that I was fortunate enough that they gave me a little bit of time to to do that. And I it just it just kind of you know sometimes it just kind of works you know and and I and I think that's that's what it was. They, you know, we didn't want more turnover. I, there may have been moments. I don't know uh, behind the scenes where they were like, Ooh, I don't know about this guy doing this. Uh, well, I 16 years that. later doesn't matter now, does it? Yeah. I, I never got that sense. Uh, but it, you know, who knows? Um, I, so I, I think that that just the fact that we all want consistency, we all want um, to you know, have an anchor for the station and I'm more than happy to be that person. And, and, do that with the listeners and with our company. So, you know, I, I think a lot of factors, it's, it's one of those right time, right places type of things, I think. Yeah. I don't really know how you'll take this, Danny, but having worked with you, when you work with Danny, I'm talking about you in third person now. So fun. Sweet. Uh, I should start when, doing you, that. when you work, right. When you work with Danny, Danny, you have a very calm resonating kind of environment on a phone conversation where you just get the feeling that everything's going to be okay. You think that's true? Everything's going to be okay, right? Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not one. I've never really been one of those people that gets really worked up about anything. Right. <laughs> Pretty kind of an even keel kind of person. I mean, my kids might tell you differently, but, of course. Um, <laughs> but you know, nobody knows how to push your buttons like your kids do. So um, no doubt. I, yeah, I would, I, that's, I do pride myself on being kind of chill and, you know, talk through some issues and, you know, people, some people tend to overreact certain ways and you just kind of have to sit back and go, okay, well, you know, the, the thing is with radio is, you know, nobody's gonna die. That's you right. Know, like, I tell my, like, I tell my clients all the time, <laughs> there are no emergencies in radio. We BS for a living. Right. Did I, there you know, are no some, emergencies and it goes the other way too. When people are really full of themselves, I think like how yes. many lives, how many lives did you save today? Like, right. I, I, right. I, not to say that what we do is not important because it is important to some people. And especially, you know, in Santa Rosa, we've had a lot of wildfire over the past, mm. you know, six years, five years. Um, right. And we've been local radio stations that have talked about the, the places you can go for support and, you know, uh, giving containment updates and things like that. It's sadly, it's our version of, you know, storms and snow days and things like that. We have smoke days here. And, um, you know, when the it's the power of trust and connection, right? Right, exactly. And, and so I think, you know, doing all those things, 
um, you know, you know, it, it, it is important. Like we, I'm not trying to yes. say that we are not important, but at the same time, it's also show business. And sometimes you got to look at it like that. I always just do that line about, we just BS for a living. You cannot, I mean, we, it's not like we're heart surgeons, like, Oh, I don't know what's exactly. going to happen. Right. Uh, we know what's going to happen. We're going to BS. And if we're really good, it's going to make a difference. Exactly. So listen, you've been working at the river for a long time. So this is really kind of resonated with them and with you and with your audience, but you also program another station. And just before we started this conversation, you told me that your role is expanding even more. Tell us about some of these developments if you want to, or at, at least tell us about the other station. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, so I also program the um, top 40 that we have in our cluster called Hot 1017 KHTH. And it is, it's been around for a while now. Um, I want to say 12 years, something like that. And, you know, it, it's a great, fun station, always gets, uh, you know, good numbers. And uh, there's a, you know, like a good top 40, it's got a lot of cum and, um, you know, we, we have a lot of fun with that station. It's, um, I, it's funny cause I came from top 40 and so to get, and I had not been around it for a handful of years before I got back in. So it oh, took me a minute. Yeah. It took me a minute to kind of get back into the scheduling of the music. And, you know, when I, uh, took it over, uh, last year, you know, about a year, a little over a year ago now it, uh, you know, Doja Cat was every song and, oh, yeah. And I remember programming top 40 and, you know, we would try to do, you know, 45 minutes between artists and things like that. And now it's like, okay, well, as long as if it's not back to back, I'll live, you know, it's just, it, you know, you can't avoid it. And that was a big transition for me to have this train of thought where, you know, it was outdated, you know, to be honest. Um, well, there's so many things. How about we, you and I, before we started this conversation, we're talking a little bit about uh, language and how language has changed. Yes. And to me, th what that means most is that listeners have changed. Do you find that to be true? Oh, for sure. And it's interesting because with Top 40, there's, there's still this... Um, some people will say that it's because the demo's a little bit younger that there there's not as much of a connection as maybe there was back in the day uh, because right. the younger people are listening to a lot of streaming services and whatnot. And I got to tell you, if, and again, I bring up my kids, you know, like my 14 year old, is she like loving the radio? Not necessarily, but I will tell you that she, when we put on the top 40 station, that's the one she listens to. Right. So if, if it's on, there's no complaints when it's on, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Um, so yeah, there's definitely an evolution, I think, to the audience. But going back to what you were saying, you know, there's still this passion, I think, I've noticed with top 40 listeners where, you know, if you have the right personalities in there and the right imaging and the right kind of stationality, um, you, you can very much still be a part of their lives. That and focused in the right area. So, so listen, is is your cluster working heavily in selling digital? Yeah, yeah, we are. We are probably head and shoulders. Uh, well, I was going to say above our competition, but we actually bought one of our competition recently. <laughs> That's usually a sign that you're head and yeah. shoulders. Yeah, um, yeah. We actually just merged, if you want to say that, with uh, mm -hmm. a couple other stations in the market. Um, but yeah, we are. We are. 
by far the digital leader. We actually have a division of our company that is solely for digital marketing. Um, you know, it goes beyond selling banner ads on the websites and streaming spots and all that stuff. Sure. You know, we do, tar- we do targeted, um, targeted marketing, digital marketing, uh, geofencing, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, it's a huge part of, of what we do as a company. And it hasn't been that way for a while, or is it transitioning in that direction? It's we've been, I would say we were probably before a lot of people, at least in our area, um, to embrace the digital side of things. Um, but again, beyond the basic stuff of, you know, banners on your websites and things like that. Um, Absolutely. But uh, yeah, it, but it's been a transition. I mean, it, you know, there was a time where, you know, we thought that Facebook was everything. <laughs> and, yeah, and of course, like, right? Yeah, and, and now we're like, hey, eh, whatever. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a meta. It's a tool, yeah. That's right. So listen, you know, we're going to talk, we're not going to leave this ground without talking a little bit about social media. Social media is different for different stations, different for different personalities. You, your team embraced social media pretty hard. Uh, who, who does it best? I guess. We do. We do a lot of social media. Um, I would say in our cluster, I would say our country station is the best in terms of um, just pumping out content. Uh, they, right. they do a lot of, you know, uh, video editing of their morning show doing bits and, um, you know, a lot of polls and a lot of interaction uh, with their Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, and we do a good, a fair amount on hot. Uh, it's more Instagram for top 40. The oh, sure. thing is not nearly as, as interesting. And it's funny because with the river on classic rock, uh, Facebook is the main social media. <laughs> like okay. my, the river listeners are, pretty active actually on Facebook and on my, uh, my personal, not personal, my radio show, Facebook, Danny Wright show. Uh, right. you know, I get, I get a good amount of interaction and, and people, you know, even if it's just me with a little silly rant about something dumb, you know, I usually get a good amount of feedback on it. it, it, it I think it's important because it gives them a kind of a sense of your show or your station when they're not listening. Yes. That's right. And yeah. And so, you know, they could be not by a radio or listening on the app or whatever. They could just be watching TV and scrolling, but here's your station logo and you're putting something interesting on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or your morning show is doing something fun or even promoting something that's going to happen. You know, it's just more brand awareness. I also think it's you being someone local, being a local brand, engaging them on the platform of their choice. Right. Exactly. You are where they are. So let's talk about this because we're already sort of talking about this. How different is it now to be in this business for you than when you began? Oh, man, it's it's pretty different Um, in so many ways. I was actually just talking to someone the other day about how when because now I'm one of the older guys. Um, Yeah. So we have younger folks that come in and work in the building and, you know, they've never seen a cart machine or you know, they, right. they don't know. I would say that when I came in, the real, real thing was pretty much phased out. We had one, but we didn't use it very often. Um, yes. But I learned on the carts and, you know, the big boards and all that stuff. So technologically speaking, obviously it's changed, you know, a lot uh, with automation and whatnot and just the different kinds of automation and the different things you can do with it. Um, you know, and you know, every, it's no big secret that the, the staffing is not what it used to be in radio. Lighter. It's yeah, it's lighter. It's lighter. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that can have challenges as well, especially when you want to be doing some of the big fun stuff you used to do. Um, so, you know, it has changed quite a bit. I, I still, I still have this, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a sickness or a love or, or mm. what, but sleep or so still into it. I'm still into it. Yeah. So listen, uh, are, here's an interesting question for you. Are you good at this surfing change and making a nimble choice to move right or left or what happens there? Are you good at change? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think I am. I actually enjoy the challenge. I, I enjoy the challenge of trying to come up with ways to stay creative and stay interesting. The, the, I think the problem becomes when you're not allowed to be. You know, mm. when, when you're not allowed to be creative or allowed to learn new things and it's just plug and play and, you know, do this and talk for two seconds here and that's it. I, I you know, I can see why people, they, they get underpaid and they don't do what the fun stuff they used to do. So I can see why a lot of people, you know, get frustrated and, and you get quiet to quitting on. too. You get right. quiet quitting. Yeah. And I, and I think that's a big part of, um, the, the, the future is we, we are in a place where we're not really, like we talked about earlier being interesting. We've spent the last 15 years, 20 years telling people to shut up and just yeah. talk really quickly, which, okay, fine. I, nobody, if maybe we don't want to hear you talk for four minutes. Okay. But you're not, but we, what we didn't do was say, okay, you can talk for the short amount of time, but learn how to be interesting you know, find out ways to be interesting, say things in an interesting way. And so what you end up with is these really short breaks that aren't that interesting. And then when it starts to open up and you can have longer breaks, these people, these people that are coming up don't know how to do it because they were never right. taught to do it. Well, I, I consider this to be similar to conversations that I have with relatives about what happens on the news, on TV news. Oh, yeah. It's not that these people are not doing what they think their job is. It's that they've never seen their job done. Right. It's like they don't, they don't know what it is. They think it's what they're doing. And it's interesting, you know, you and I, you're a pretty positive guy. I try to be positive all the time. I, you know, good grief. I got a group called the encouragers. Okay. <laughs> I believe in what we are doing as a life force in radio. I also believe that my version of what you're talking about, this be interesting, uh, it, it envelops a lot of different parts of our business. Today, Mike McVeigh did a thing about how to be interesting on the radio, basically, for Radio Inc. You know, I just did an article not too long ago about how your imaging might actually not be too long. OK, mm -hmm. like if it actually says something important, if it is entertaining, if it, you know, yeah. there's more yeah. than one way to do something. And if you take all the life out of something, it will be dead. Yeah. Shorter, quicker isn't necessarily better. Right. It, being interesting. I mean, I think podcasts have shown us that. Right. If you absolutely. Are, and I and I I hear people say that and I just said it and I think it's hard to um, compare radio with podcasts because podcasts are so that's such a niche you are. Well, and look, that's a great thing to bring up because we might as well throw Spotify and things like that in it. Radio is not Spotify. 
if you try to become like Spotify, guess what you're right. going to be? A bad copy. Right. Radio yeah. is incredible because we are a companion that can be engaging and do exciting things and get attention. And sometimes I think that is more needed than it's getting fulfilled by the audience. And I think you see that in what some of the numbers end up looking like. So listen, you and I can talk about all the negative stuff, right? Because, (laughs) Because look, anybody that's been in the radio business for an extended period of time you know, things change over time and, and you can always get into that thing. All you need to do is go to social media and you can find some guys that'll tell you, Oh, radio sucks. It's not as good as it used to be and all this kind of stuff. But look, let's do something cool. Tell us something good about the changes to our business. Well, I, I think that we are starting to come to this point where I think that what you're saying, people are starting to realize and even the big yes. companies where, okay, you need to start saying more things that are fun and be more engaging and, mm-hmm. and tell stories, be a storyteller. That's what we used yes. to be. We used to be storytellers. Right. Um, and, you know, I was, I drove down to um, uh, LA for right before Thanksgiving with my family and we listened to some pretty bad radio and some pretty good radio uh, on the way. And, uh, and, and that's one of the things I noticed was the stations that I liked that sounded good were the stations that seemed to let the personalities kind of be the personalities a little bit more and be that's human. A beautiful thing. Be human, be vulnerable. Yeah. Right. Be a real person. Let and, them and know that you're there. Yeah. And I think that's a, um, a change that's starting to evolve in big markets and small markets where I think we're starting to realize, okay, you need to be, you need to be a human. You need to be a personality. There's nothing wrong with being, you know, I, I'm a big fan personally. Like I, I, I try to do my show, you know, as a friend, I don't want to be this big radio star guy. Um, I want to hang out with you and chat and yeah, I'll say some stupid stuff sometimes and I'll be sarcastic and it is what it is. Um, But at the same time, there are many times where I'll be out and about in the community and somebody will come up to me and say, Oh my God, are you Danny? Right. You know, I listen to you all the time. And, and you get this kind of, I'm still a little shy about it when, (laughs) when it happens, but, uh, but it's like the best feeling, not because I have this big ego, but because you've touched them, right? You've done something that they've remembered. They remembered something about your, you know, little radio show you do. And it's important. Uh, it's important. And so I think, yes. I think in terms of going back to what's happening in the future, I feel like we're starting to get there again and, and doing things like, like we were talking about with social media and even podcasting and incorporating the podcasts back into the radio shows. All these things are starting to help the personalities rise again, I think. That's exactly right. And it's funny that you mentioned those two words, the future, because look, we, we try to do this every single week. And I know that you are just like our other guests who are also great, by the way, you really don't know anything about the future. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm letting you off the hook there, but I'm also going to say, look, it's, that's not going to stop us from asking your vision about the future of what radio will look like. Can you share what you think that might look like? Yeah, I, I think, you know, in a perfect world in the future, I would love to, um, I'm a, I really enjoy, one of my favorite things about programming is working with people and bringing people in and teaching them the business and, and you know, cultivating talent. 
Um, and it's not something you get to do as much anymore as you used to be able to even five years ago. Um, so in my perfect radio world, we're able to get some new blood in and not tell them to talk for seven seconds over this Taylor Swift intro and instead right. teach them to, like we've been talking about, be more, um, be a storyteller, be interesting. And I, I, that for me to the perfect world of radio is getting back to just being more involved in the community. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're reading PSAs every five minutes or you're going to every single toy drive or whatever. It, it just right. means that you can be a part of those things are fine too, but you can be a part of just their day-to-day -day lives. Like we were talking about posting on social media. If I'm stuck at a stoplight and I, you know, I saw something silly on a street, local street in San Rosa and I throw it up on my Facebook, like, Oh my God, have you guys seen this Turkey crossing the road on steel lane? That's so crazy. Like whatever just be, be with them, <laughs> invite them in, you know? And I know that that's sort of a long way to say, uh, you know, to be local, but it's, it's to be together with the community and, and the, uh, and the people that are giving up their time to listen to you. If we can do more Many of that, I think we'll still be around. I think what you are talking about, that companionship, that connection, that ability to throw yourself out there, sometimes in a self-deprecating way, right? Yes. Is powerful. It is the powerful part of that trust, which is brand, right? Absolutely. Danny, I want to thank you for being our guest today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Absolutely. Listen, get more free resources to help your sellers with our encouraging sales success series inside the free blog at BrainMakerPathway.com anytime. We're here to encourage radio pros at all levels. Yes, that does include your salespeople. Subscribe anytime to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere else you get your podcast. Of course, you can listen to our episodes in our large and growing archive and our new episodes each and every week, we usually do it on Monday nights. I guarantee you that the following will happen. You'll be encouraged by our guest. You will learn unexpected and valuable things because of the value that comes from each of our guests in each of these episodes. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Encouragers the Radio Rally podcast, it's really simple. Email me, FORD at RainmakerPathway.com. We hope that you have a great week. Look, we, we always like to say it this way on Rainmaker Pathway or the Radio Rally. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. If you need to know what I mean by that, call me up. I'll be glad to explain. We want to thank our special guest for this podcast episode, Danny Wright for being our patient and giving guest, Very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which will be available in minutes, literally on your smartphone uh, and justjoeproductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them the podcast, of course. And we also would like to ask you to please share the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that you know are interested in growing their careers in audio and radio. They can subscribe for free just like you on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere you get your podcast. You don't remember anything else from this episode. Please remember, be kinder than you have to be. Thanks for being a part of the Radio Rally with the Encouragers, and good night.